Welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson yesterday, joined by Tim, the Freedom Variant O'Connor. I'm here once again, Kevin. It's very exciting. Very, very exciting. Our our Tuesday night live back on schedule. It's good stuff. Absolutely. Back on schedule. Already getting engagement in the comments, Patricia and John. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for being here. When we get to the free wheel and stuff, like I know you, I know you got a good agenda of things for us to talk about. But I got when we get to some free wheel and stuff, I got man, it's been a week. That the, the uh, let's call it fake news, but real or fake or whatever. It's been good for funny, man. funny news. Funny news. All right, great. Looking forward to it. And we got Shelly here too, all on YouTube. Nice. Look at that. We're growing a YouTube channel, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Man, it's magic. That's right. So thanks all y'all for being here. So we got a few things. We're, we're going to talk about uh, a local issue in, in Monroe County first. And excuse me, I can't. I'm trying to find the legislation. That, unfortunately, I, I saw this earlier. Didn't have time to like pull it up. But I want to talk about the concept a little bit first. Just, just um, wing it, man. Don't worry yeah, about I'm just it. wing it. That's, it, that's you're how a we politician. Do it. Think about it like that. You're a politician. It doesn't matter if you adhere to the truth 100. What matters is the virtue that you associate with it and the emotional energy that's behind what you're saying no 100 i just yeah i'll just sell it you know that's that's how it is uh but on top of that on top of some local stuff like a new ethics bill that caught that caught pass we'll talk about the uh i want to talk about bricks we want to talk about this last week and it was a hot topic um in the previous week because some like news happened there but really I, i've had a chance to like dive a little bit more into it so i want to talk about like what it actually is like are people panicking over the dollars should they be shouldn't they be like you know also keep in mind we're two random you know radio hosts from upstate new york but like i i did a little bit of research on this to, to like know like the level of panic relative to how i've i've seen some folks sell it on the internet we still have aircraft carriers back yeah. in our, our the value of our dollar we'll be fine Somebody that's right you know it's not backed by gold anymore backed by uh something else the, uh, the crash trust <laughs> um but anyway uh yeah and yeah so we'll talk about that we'll talk about uh some republicans talking about bombing mexico of all mm -hmm. things and and why um and then you know whether or not we should expel rowdy legislators or or folks who like bring in crowds or or is that a threat to democracy we'll talk about what's going on in tennessee a bit a little and, bit yeah a little bit and then maybe we'll get to some uh fun fake news style stuff oh yeah you know how we do it and you know i know we're we're already <laughs> we're already getting comments we had of it Fiscal house of cards for decades has never been a good idea to consider options diversify appropriately. Never put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, Sam, on YouTube. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, Shelly, uh, it is Mexico, the country, not Mexico, New York. Good clarification. <laughs> as far as I'm aware, Mexico, New York is not under this sort of threat from Republicans. It's that I'm aware. It's the Canadian border, though. So there, there yeah. may be, there, you know, there might be a reason. <laughs> they have a pretty decent wrestling crew. Yeah, a, I mean, it's a border Mexico. town, but you know. They yeah, as far as I know, they're 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 all right. Um, and yeah, so so we'll we'll get to all that. We'll start the show in 
Just a second. Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined by Tim the Freedom Bergen O'Connor. I'm here, Kevin. I am here, and I, this is awesome. I love it. Yeah, we're, we're back doing our show. Of course, we're live Tuesday night. Uh, if you're listening to the radio show, you're hearing this Thursday evening. Thank you, WYSL audience, for listening. But we're doing the Tuesday night live version, of course. If you are listening on the live version, you can leave your comments, participate in the show. We love seeing so many people engaged. Everyone on YouTube tonight, too, so it's amazing. Um, or most of, most of our audience on YouTube at this point. Um, but appreciate all y'all being here. And uh, we have a few different topics. We're going to talk about a local thing first, but we're also going to get to uh, uh, a discussion about the dollar and what BRICS is, because I know there's some news that came out about that last week, and some libertarians and, and other folks were like, hey, this is a thing we should be concerned about. We'll talk about that. Uh, we we have uh, on the docket uh, Republicans saying suggesting that we should uh, bomb Mexico, um, you know, really just, just escalating the war on drugs. And and we'll talk about the situation down in Tennessee as well, whether or not we should expel rowdy legislators, whether or not that's a danger to democracy. Oh, that you went right there to the da- the danger to democracy line. I that's right. It. That's that's how people are talking about it. So we're going we're going to talk about that. That's how we do it here, Tim. No <laughs> pulling punches. The, the controversial issues right from the start. So what I'm understanding is in Rochester, they, yeah, they, Bunner County. They, what's that? Go ahead. Yeah, well they 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 kind of recrafted the ethics situation, right? Right, right. Yeah. So I was I saw I, I tweeted about this earlier. So if you're not following me on Twitter at Kevin Wilson ROC, um, but the and and this was uh, something that was kind of being pushed by uh, uh, Rachel Barnhart, who's a pretty well known in this area as a progressive politician that I, that I occasionally agree with and occasionally very much don't but this <laughs> this particular legislation was like an ethics bill and it, it has four points to it, it says ban sexual harassment which uh, who knew that was before. Uh, allowed before <laughs> yeah. um and uh it prohibits uh politicians from coercing employees to do campaign work which is the thing i tweeted about and i want to talk about that requires yeah. high-ranking officials to receive approval for outside employment um you know, which is interesting and kind of I'm, I'm curious that that's going to end up playing into like the health commissioner thing, because that was kind of controversial that he had both um, uh, Dr. Mendoza had both the uh, the health commissioner job and he retained his job as a doctor, too. So that might require approval for having two positions at once uh, outside of em- outside employment. Um, but I don't know. I, I could not find the, the legislation for this like in time. I saw this earlier and I was like, I need to look this up. But I do want to talk about it anyway. And then the fourth part is requires officials to recuse themselves in writing from matters in which they have a conflict. Uh, also seems like obvious, like why was that not a thing before? Um, that's that's something like most like nonprofit boards have too. If you have a conflict of interest, you have to say like, 
I have a conflict of interest here and I'm telling everyone this, so I'm going to not participate in this discussion. If the county is, you know, the legislature is voting on um, providing funding, for instance, to a company in which a legislator has business or owns a significant stake, that's a conflict of interest. They should have to disclose that. I, I would, I'm surprised if that's not already a thing, like on, on the state level. Um, it, I'm going to tell you that it's it's an amazing. I see conflicts of interest in my own county in Otsego County all the time. We have the the county grabbing land, right, selling it to land trusts, and we have all sorts of people involved in the county board that are involved in real estate. And it's it's it like it seems like a conflict of interest to me, but they, yeah, who knows? There are elected. Uh, yeah, officials. I like. It's one of those things, maybe that's me being naive. I thought that would have been like a New York State thing, um, like that that kind of governs the rules of how the... And so on that two, two job thing, there's another... I had some friends that were relatively interested in politics, reasonably interested in politics, and they were told since they worked for the county, they couldn't run for a county office, that that, in fact, would be a conflict of interest. And I was like... I think you should ask for that in writing because I think you're actually just being manipulated by your boss to not yeah, run for a I don't, position. That would I, I feel like that, that happens quite a bit, but yeah. Now, like, you know, can you can you do that and use your time? No, like that's definitely not allowed most places. And then the next part is like, can you strong arm or strongly suggest that people who maybe work in your department ought to help campaign for you um, in order for them to keep being employed. And that, that's, that, that's the part that caught my attention. And, and the reason why, you know, and I'll just say like this anecdotally, like I, I've done my fair bit of petitioning um, and I, I've gone around collected signatures. I've also interacted with the Republican and Democratic petitioners too. And something I would run into a lot is I'd run into like Republicans and Democrats who like, were or had been like county or city workers and like oh yeah you know i had to i had to go and collect signatures back when i was working for the county or back when i was working for the city and like why and like, oh well it's just kind of the expectation of the job right uh like that like if you want to keep your job which is, and it's essentially implied that it, they're patronage jobs then like you've got to like do your part to keep your people in power now so where that line draws between like you want to go and help someone out and you are required to help someone out is a bit fuzzy it's a well i i, I just the pressure right like you think about your yeah. boss saying hey uh we need to collect signatures today and and kevin are they, are they saying they were doing it like while they were getting paid like from the taxpayer money like is is that if they, they were they it? weren't telling me that right so, they didn't like but that, they apparently. You know, so like it, it could be like they're doing it after work. Maybe they wanted to do it, but but also maybe it's just like expected, right? Like, well, everyone else on the team is going to be there, and you know, <laughs> we're we're looking at a new supervisor position, and gosh, it would be great if if everyone were there. I, I can't really offer a new supervisor position unless I get elected. You know, like it, it's it's one of those things where it's like, is it is is it coerced? Is it like voluntary? Is it? in your best interest to do a little bit of extra work to get someone on your team in the power. Um, and that, but that, like, that's, but people talk about it openly all the time. Like, Oh yeah, I had to do that because I sure. want to like keep my job. 
they, and and now that's explicitly prohibited. Although I imagine there's still going to be a lot of ways in which it's still going to take place. And again, I haven't read like the specific legislation on this yet. I just I heard about this today somehow. I have not been paying attention to like county uh, legislation news, and now I need to know more. I know I want to know like, well, what else? What does this require, and how are people going to be getting around this? Yeah, I mean, they're just going to get around it by by making it voluntary, one hundred percent. And like you said, there's still going to be some leverage there. Like, hey, we, you know, if I leave, the the hierarchy here is going to going to change, right? So, what that may mean for you is if I don't get reelected, you you may have a vested interest in getting me reelected. And there's still going to be subtle pressure there to help out, don't you think? Yeah, no, I, I think so. It's, it's, it's going to be tough to get rid of. Again, it's 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 something I do find gross. It's something I think it's it's probably a good thing to say, like, hey, like you're not you're not allowed to make your employees do this. I mean, especially like in in like when you get away from like politically appointed staff positions and stuff, right? Like yeah. where it starts to be more like civil service oriented stuff. Because even even some of those folks will like talk about like, well, like it wasn't. It's not like it's required, but it was kind of expected that like you help your team. And and again, there's no no like no email saying that I'm sure there's right. no like, you know, sheet of paper saying that it's just like, you know, hey, everyone else on the team is doing this thing. Why aren't you too? just just like I say, the system supports the system. It's a consistent yeah. concept. Political it class supports does. political class. It, there's patronage in everything. You, it, you get jobs because of who, you know, when it comes to yeah. government jobs, that's a reality. And I don't know. I yeah. I don't know that the ethics thing will change it. But let's talk about the fact that perhaps sexual harassment wasn't explicitly. Yeah, like, no, I, I've got to read up more on that one, too. Maybe we'll talk about what we'll, we'll do an update next week when I have a bit more time to dig into it. Like maybe it's just like a there was no mechanism within like the county system specifically to punish government employees who are sexually harassing other government. Like maybe maybe that's it. Like I. Yeah. I have to look up like what that is because I'm like, what? How is this are not already a thing in like employee handbooks that were like passed by the county? Like I don't should I should don't we understand. Just have a fund where if someone makes a sexual harassment claim, they just get paid off from taxpayer money. I mean, probably there is, but <laughs> I mean, isn't I mean not a dedicated fund? Like it is a special fund. Pretty right? sure that the the House of Representatives on the federal level has something similar, a, a structure. Similar to that, <laughs> something like that. Just, um, it has, it's only paid out like thirty-seven million dollars over the last twenty-five years. So you know, yeah. let's let's not you know count the small stuff here. Yeah, no, <laughs> federal level, it's yeah, it's it's a whole thing. But I don't know. I, I thought that was interesting. Local news, a you know, folks. If, if anyone's listening knows more about this, like leave your comments, or if you know of your county doing something similar. Uh, leave your comments for that as well. Uh, we weren't going to uh, plan to spend the whole uh, show on this, but did want to make sure that we're at least talking about some local stuff Absolutely. occasionally. You know, this is a you know, Rochester slash upstate New York based show. We want to talk about local stuff and not international monetary policy, which is our next. It's coming up next. And, and the budget still isn't done in New York State, so it's like we don't have a lot to talk about because the news hasn't actually broken on the New York State budget. There, there's going to be a lot of fun things that come come yeah. through as legislation in the budget reconciliation process. Though. Yeah, 
and, and yeah, like this this is always a fun thing like to discover like what what horrors sneak through yeah. because you know it's not like it's as openly debated as like it, it ought to be. All. So it's there's like stuff that like we think is gonna get through, stuff that kind of leaks through. There's some stuff that like they're open and talking about. And there's other stuff. It's like ah, oh, here here's like a, a big package that we're gonna vote on the whole thing and like hey surprise like you know they they made. They made Budweiser illegal. They made all beers except for Bud Light illegal. For, yeah. You can only drink Bud Light now. That's I, I could see that more of that going that way. Like it will be the official beer of your county office building. Yeah. We're we're gonna subsidize the Bud Light. <laughs> oh my god. Ah uh, and look, I, I'm sticking to MK. They can at least subs- and then there's going to be a fight about only subsidizing New York State beers, and then you know, and then we'll wonder how we can produce beer without subsidies. That's I I don't know down down the future that. here. That's uh, I do know how you make hard apple cider though. I talked we talked about that last show. We did. <laughs> I mean, and the answer for me is uh, poorly. It's uh, it's <laughs> Poor, full of explosions in glass. Bottles. Yes. So yeah, don't don't trust me to make your apple cider. Maybe. Uh, I swear I have actually the the right equipment. I could make a bunch of beer, but I have not made any beer that tastes good. Really? Or, or, yeah, I, I've got the whole thing. I've got I got like one of those those kits. I had the Mister Beer kit, and I also have the buckets and the bubblers and all that stuff, and and the yeast and the the Santa. I have all the stuff for it, but like the few times I tried to make it, it just it was not that good, and it was a lot of work. Did but did it get you drunk? And honestly, sometimes. Anytime I'm I did not beer, want to drink enough of it to get drunk. It was really that bad because anytime I'm drinking beer, I'm kind of like, I'm not even sure if this is really good. Like, it's there's not you, a you're, lot. Tim, you're you've got to drink better beer. That's that's the problem. Like, just, oh, you're there, there's there's of- so many craft breweries making delicious beer like in your region. Like, go find them. They're they're wonderful. Yeah, but is, is Cooperstown close to you? They have a great party oh, yeah. there. Oh, yeah, actually, like Omega over yes, there, right? Yes, that their beer is actually, it, it's actually is really good. You're right. Yeah, you got great stuff. You gotta go find it. Just, just Omega is pretty good. Um, then there's the the Cooperstown Pub, something. Yeah. I they have a little restaurant in there. I don't want to tell too many. It's not a big place, so I don't want a lot of people to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not giving out its official name. <laughs> How do you like that? I advertise a small business. Well, but yeah, yeah. actually, it's because I can't think of it at the moment. But it's, it. <laughs> right, it's right up on twenty eight, right, right past the uh, the the dog place, the ASPCA. It's right, yeah. right in that area. Anyway, yeah, I mean, and it's really good. Preference that, yeah, and 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 I know, like, but John's like uh, IPAs are too hoppy. You don't need to do IPAs all the time. Like, I just if you see a brewery that's making a Czech style pilsner, check that out. Like, that's that's my favorite beer right now. I'm not even. Like IPAs are great. I usually they're hit or miss at a lot of breweries. A lot of them are not that good, actually. But Czech style Pilsner, that's my jam at the moment. All right, all right, I'll try. So, it. yeah, not 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 too over, not not too overdone. If if they do it well, good balance beer. <laughs> anyway, that's not the topic of the show. We we wanted to talk about <clears throat> uh, bricks of all things. Yeah, not not yeah. the uh, the the things you build with, but the uh, the organization made up of a bunch of shady countries trying to make an alternative to the international finance system. Yeah, 
I mean, we have nothing to worry about. The strength and the both, our dollar is backed by the, the faith and strength of the U.S. government. So we, they can't even, there's no way they can compete with that, Kevin. No yeah, way. well, all right. So, like, people were talking about this, like, uh, a couple weeks ago. A couple things happened, right? Um, so, BRICS is, it's a, a handful of countries that kind of gotten together, like I said, making alternatives to the international financing system to like uh, currency swaps and to like like the I, uh, alternatives to like the IMF and things like that um it is Brazil, Russia, India, uh China and uh, South Africa are right. are the countries that are part of BRICS and then they have like a few other um you know countries that are kind of part of it as well um I like Uganda was one of them. They they do stuff with them, and uh, I'm trying to remember. But there's a couple others. A lot of them are, I would say, not exactly democracies or like a little bit rocky. Um, yeah. And the the reason why it's in the news, like they, it's been a thing for a while. It became a big thing when uh, like Swift payments stopped for Russia, right? So like they they stopped doing like the currency exchanges and in, in, in order to punish them for invading Ukraine, and BRICS was sort of set up to be an alternative to that system where you're able to ex- buy and sell uh, stuff across uh, borders, right? Like, because you can't just buy stuff in rubles. You have to go and get someone to agree to take a currency. And what often happens is you go and buy dollars and then use those dollars to go and buy stuff, right? Right. And- BRICS was sort of set up to be the alternative to that. So you have another like <clears throat> reserve currency where people going and buying another currency. And it, it doesn't just happen in dollars. It mostly happens in dollars, but it also happens in euros and British pounds and uh, the yuan, the, the Chinese currency. And, and part of the reason why this made news last week was because uh, the yuan uh, – it, the, here's the headline. Yuan tops euro as Brazil's second currency in foreign reserves, right? And I saw this like, you know, Brazil's doing a bunch of deals in, in Yuan and so is, is France and all these countries are like doing a little bit in this other currency and not just dollars, right? And people are freaking out over that because like now suddenly like, oh, hey, like the way the U.S. is able to have kind of cultural and fi- financial hegemony over the world is is because you have to do exchange in dollars because everyone sort of trusts dollars, right? And if you're right. not doing in dollars, like that lessens the cultural and financial power of the U.S. and also could indicate that maybe like our assets aren't as secure, that our money is going to be less valuable. And because of policies of the U.S. or mistrust in the U.S., you know, it's going to hurt us. Um. Am I getting all this right, Tim? Like you're uh, look, I think you're pretty you're pretty close. I do think that it, it, you're very spot on about how trading into the U.S. dollar to buy goods and services from another country is has been the international form of exchange, and that on some level that's backed up by our our um, military activity overseas and the fact that we make sure that shipping lanes stay open and that. That, that we were an exclusive trader trading partner with Saudi Arabia and OPEC. Um, so that, that gave us a certain amount of like what you use the word hegemony when it came to financial transactions throughout the world. And certainly Russia felt the bite when we told them that they couldn't sell their stuff. We, we, we imposed sanctions because they couldn't trade 
their oil for US dollars anymore. So they couldn't get it to the markets that they wanted to. And they had to sell it at a discount to China. But now they're being a little bit more open about it. And they're coming out and saying, Russia, Brazil, China, India, South Africa, Uganda, a few other countries are saying, look, the United States has controlled these markets this way for too long. It it does lend itself to some some nervousness. Now, I don't really trust the U.S. dollar. They certainly have devalued it. But, you know, I'll, I'll hold, let, let's hold that thought because we do need to, to head the break. Uh, thanks again for joining us here on the Free Solution. When we come back, we'll keep talking about this. We'll keep talking about, like, what does this mean for us? And is it something we actually need to worry about? Thanks again for joining us. We'll be back. See you. You know, you you were actually—I was pretty impressed. You were kind of like, I was like, "Wow, he's got—he's—he's he's got that pretty good." Um, it so, it actually like really good. So, but it does—it is—it is nerve-wracking, right? When we're used to something being the way that it is, and certainly when we're looking at Russia being aggressive in Ukraine, and we were we were able to limit their ability to finance that situation, and they make this alternative compact with other countries. Right. That will facilitate their sale of natural resources, which they have a, a pretty right. vast supply of. So, you know, like that's that's a way to punch them. Like, hey, if someone like gets out of line, then we could say like, hey, you don't get to play in the sandbox anymore. But now they're going to be like, we're playing in a different sandbox. See you later, sucker. <laughs> and the world is big enough for that to happen. That's that's probably the scariest part about it, right? It Maybe. Could be, it could be really good for South Africa. Countries like Uganda, it could be really good for them. Well, so that that's what I want to talk about in the next segment, though. Why, why, like, I'm a little bit skeptical that's going to happen. Why, even some of these countries don't necessarily like fully buy into this, and like the type of countries who are participating are a little bit unstable and untrustworthy. So the ones with successful economies, the ones with actually all the wealth, are a little bit hesitant to buy into this system too much. Right. Um. So we'll talk about that and when we get back in just a minute. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson today, joined by Tim, the Freedom Baron O'Connor. We are talking about freedom from the U.S. petrodollar situation. That's yeah. what we're talking about. So we're talking about the, the U.S global hegemony in terms of uh our currency exchanges and and alternatives to that right and so a couple of reasons I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical of the freak out right is so i'd, I'd mentioned that article about do you want like you know being a part of brazil's currency reserves right like it's, it's part of a thing and that people are using this as like a story to talk about like uh, here's the ascendancy of bricks what guess how much uh, they are keeping in, in terms of like all of Brazil's um, currency reserves. How, how much are they keeping in U.S. dollars versus euros versus yuan? Oh, it's probably seventy percent in U.S. dollars, right? It's it's pretty high. It's it's actually higher than that. It's uh, oh really? Over 80%. Okay. Yeah, it's over eighty percent. So they're even and and again, the B in BRICS is Brazil. Um, so one of the leaders of the whole thing yeah. is not exactly confident in their game plan. Yeah, right. So like they would still need it. So like now the yuan's over like the euro, but like 
they they would still have like a long way to go before they're putting a lot of their currency reserves in that. <clears throat> and a lot of these countries, again, the countries that are participating, I, I mentioned the Brazil, Russia, India, China, a lot of these are not that s- stable. Like, you know, Brazil has shifted between a far right leader in Bolsonaro to like a, a far lefty leader. So shifting around a little bit. And then some of the, the other folks who like want to get in are like Algeria, Argentina, Iran, Afghanistan, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Syria. I mean, like what, what are some of these countries have in common? Like they're a, you know, they, they have <clears throat> dictators or, or sometimes authoritarian leading leaders who may do their own types of currency manipulations and may not be like trustworthy partners in an international space when when trading across borders requires a, a certain level of trust sometimes. And this, particularly with China, their financial situation may not actually be as stable as they'd like to project. Man, they throw money around though like crazy when they want when they want to buy an idea or they want they want services from American companies or, or American entrepreneurs. They they throw money at that like you wouldn't believe. So they may not be as fiscally sound as we think they are, but they they don't have one of the things that the US dollar has is like the ability to pass their losses and problems off onto the US economy and the US taxpayer. And we're pretty resilient about paying taxes. So I think yeah. I can see where the competition isn't as as tough as we we might think it is. Gas gas didn't go up. I thought for sure the decoupling this would would create this whole issue of gas prices exploding in in the short term because of a, a kind of a paranoia. But it didn't really happen. That didn't come to fruition. That gas prices have been about even right now, a little bit level for the last month or so. Yeah, um, I mean, and and like I said, there's there's a lot of complicated stuff going on, right? Like it's it's part of like the U.S. still does have a pretty massive supply of domestic production of oil and gas refinement as well that that has an impact on the market and because we also have a very large consumer base a lot of countries like saudi arabia will get mad occasionally and still want to do business with us like we're we're in a toxic like relationship with saudi arabia where both countries feel like they need each other yeah and and neither country likes it I, I agree. And, and let's be honest, there was big news in the last month about U.S. opening up Alaska, opening up um, for big drill sites, and then opening up a couple other places, too, that didn't make the news quite as much. But we made this big, huge commitment in the last couple of months to to drill baby drill right here in the United States, which is, is a great way, guys, I'll be honest with you, keeping gas prices low is a great way to fight inflation. In addition to raising interest rates, another great way to fight inflation. It's all about keeping us comfortable and then still curtailing our, our ability to consume. So, yeah, well, gas prices make people happy. It does. That's a that's a good thing. And, you know, if, uh, if Joe Biden wants to win re-election, he's, he's got it. Yeah, no. He's got to do. People, people say like people are worried about the environment, but people still like low gas prices because that they means do. low milk prices. That means low butter prices. That means de a depressurization on the food markets. It, it yeah. it's a lot of things that gas impacts that, and they took it out of the the whole 
inflation calculation for for good reasons and for bad reasons but like it, it's we're we're gonna be okay we're we're drilling at home it's yeah energy production is good See how it is. Uh, and I want, I want to get this comment from uh, Sam on YouTube who says, uh, if other countries want to align on a Digiwana uh, and Chinese ESG tracking, they get what they deserve. I mean, yeah, look, something to keep in mind. There's a lot of sketchy stuff the U.S. government does or may do. It is not even close to what the Chinese government is doing. And and that's why, like, you know, I, I love some of my libertarian friends, but sometimes you get like, oh, man, like, like, the U.S. is the worst country in the world, and look at how we're manipulating stuff and blah blah blah. No, 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 no. Like, true. The the government of China, government of Russia, like so, some of these other countries, like the level of ugly that they have, the level of control that they try to exercise over their population is not even close to like what we're doing. And again, that's not to say we shouldn't worry about this stuff because we could get there if, yeah. if we we let it fester. And there are, there are people who openly talk about like we should do what China. No, we shouldn't. It's no. a bad idea. Let's not mimic no, them. Um, but yeah, there's, go ahead. Well, speaking of festering, I think we should kind of segue off into this, this whole festering of a situation in Tennessee where this, this young guy, this Jones, uh, Justin Jones got, uh, expelled from the Tennessee legislature for acting the fool, Kevin. I just want to put it out there. This guy puts on a show. This guy is coming. This guy is coming for your guns and he's behaving like a jerk in the process. And so they basically said, look, enough's enough. You got to go. What do you think about that summation of it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you right in the middle of a coffee pit. Sorry about that. Brother. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so so instead of, like, we'll, we'll talk about the whole situation. right? Yeah, he was trying to bring, like, anti-gun legislation to Tennessee, right? Like, that was, was part of it. Um, and the... Th- Events that led up to a, a vote for his expulsion were that there were, I guess, a kind of an invitation to to let protesters like interfere with state legislature business, right? Absolutely, he did. Uh, which I, I think that's, I think that is a factual like description of what what actually did happen right like not trying to color it w- with either side right right like but that that there was like an invitation to interfere with like the business of the house and i know and some folks who were like on his side are like oh that's just what like democracy looks like i'm like well it's not exactly how a legislature like a parliamentary process is supposed to look like right like the debate happens like around that but the actual process on like a state legislature floor is supposed to be rules of the quorum and debate. Now, I know people point to like, oh, historically that hasn't always happened. And what about January sixth? All right, don't. Well, that's not what about that. Like, it's yeah. I, I also didn't like that situation either. All right. Yeah. Um, well, what about you know? What about what Charles about? Sumner? Right. Like. Yeah. No. <laughs> what about what about when those guys used to duke it out on the floor of the the in the U.S. House? Like they used to have fistfights. So I don't know. Like, did anybody get expelled for that stuff? that's technically i think the point is is that's not the point right so what this kid did he's a young man and he's a he's a uh what is it called what do they call themselves activists or organizers right. right they call themselves organizers um and he did 
bring a bullhorn in. He did invite protesters in to participate in the proceedings. Those are things that are directly in violation of the rules of a chamber. Look, the chamber has, and look, guys, I hate rules as much as anybody else, believe me. But the, the, the rules of this chamber were such that they were conducting business and that there's an appropriate way to handle that business. And that he would have had ample time to speak on the floor during that and make his impassioned plea to come and take your guns. Um, right. So uh, he, he, to me, guys, just because he's popular and emotional or whatever, he still looks like a fascist to me. And he still looks like an angry mobster when he's, he's, he's playing these games. That's all I could make of what he was trying to do. And, and plus, right. I think a lot of times the, the arguments on gun control are based on lies. Uh, uh, the promise that a big, huge centralized government action that punishes people that aren't breaking the law is going to protect you when, in fact, I don't think that that's the case. We have history is replete with other acts of violence that don't involve guns that are just as devastating. So I, I when it's based on a lie and I see emotional manipulation going on, I get very frustrated. So like I kind of celebrated when he got kicked out, but by the same token, he got kicked out for a good reason. So that's it. Right. Um, yeah. And there, there should be some, but now again, whether or not that punishment should be actual removal from office, which is what happened here. And by the way, he was reinstated. Like he was, yeah. Like his removal, he was, he was allowed to be reinstated by, like the city council of Nashville, I guess. And, right. You know, so they, they suspend the rules. For long, back just a couple days. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, like, again, if, if that didn't happen and that seat were left vacant for a while, I think that is kind of a disservice to voters, like probably the better way to handle it. And he wouldn't have been able to say like a democracy is under attack and all that stuff is to say instead, like, we're going to censure you and remove you from committees. Right. right. Like, so you can, they're, they're a rule. They're, procedures to set up so like you can't go and speak like on the floor or you get officially reprimanded or you just can't participate in the normal business to allow greater influence over legislation and that might have been like a a less politically charged way to take care of it they probably should have done it that way but you know i'm cool with that conversation like i don't have a problem i don't have a problem that he got reinstated through democratic action and that that seat's not going to get left open but i do think that there was an appropriateness to some level of the reaction. Um, you know, and we can talk about whether it was too much or too little. It doesn't, in, at the end of the day, he's been reinstated. And, right. and so what I see is, you know, kind of this this element of fascist fighting fascists with fascist tactics. And I'm just like, well, you know, I can't, I, it's not, it's, I'll win your arguments. That's not I, what you, democracy you, looks like. That I, apparently, and much, much too much is being made of this word democracy. I can tell you that it's an ongoing Twitter debate of democracy, this democracy, that And it's like, okay, look, I get it. I get it. I get it. But there are democracy. It has the ability to, to directly interfere with individuals' rights constantly. And when we don't have the, the, the respect for individual rights and liberties that is supposed to accompany democracy, that's where democracy is you know two wolves two wolves voting with a sheep what on what's for dinner you know you like right. you know what's for dinner like it's you <laughs> and that's it <laughs> yeah that is and yeah again it's we we don't we don't live in a pure democracy for part of that reason and again we we try to air out the debates that we have to craft legislation we live in a, a democratic republic 
in which we elect our representatives who then have discussions about the merits or the drawbacks of, of any policy that they are going to impose on us for better or worse. And, you know, libertarians are going to gripe about that policy often, but sure. you know, that's, that's how the process is supposed to work. And it's supposed to be a civil process. And when that process breaks down and you end up with a threat or implied threat through the action of a mob, and you, you end up with a situation where a, a protest, like, it's tough because, like, where does a protest cross the line into, like, coercion or duress for the people trying to make a decision based on logic, right? And is that a legitimate form of – and I, I think it, it is in many ways a legitimate form of public pressure on people who have to make decisions over us. And the, where does it cross that line then? I, I like to cross the line back where it's it's – yeah, where does it cross the line? And and is there a legitimate threat? Look at what France is doing, man. Like <laughs> legitimate, legitimately threatening their their legislation. Well, yeah, just all right. Well, we're mad about something. Time to roll out the guillotines. Yep, they're dusting off the guillotine. Yeah. We're gonna build some gallows out the out in the courtyard. Yeah, and... they're they're not subtle. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all right. You know, time to do this again. <laughs> cozy enough to then they're mad at the u.s they start cozy enough to germany i don't know like france is kind of wild oh yeah There's some stuff about taiwan too maybe we'll, we'll get to that like later but, <laughs> all right yeah th thanks again for joining us here on a free solution uh we have to head the break now we'll be back with one more segment after this take care Breakdown. All right, so we we covered that Tennessee thing to the best to the best of our ability. I think. What do you think? Yeah, sounds pretty reasonable to me. We got, got it. Uh, I mean, if any of you folks in the comments want to add more to this, uh, certainly uh, open to it. We need a strict ban on fists. <laughs> Yes, this is what, not, uh, yeah, that's the thing. what Shelly on YouTube says. I I don't know if he did or not. Like, people are very emotional right now. And I would say that the Democratic Party is uh, completely, like, they're very motivated. No, I, I don't think politically he lost his chance at re-election at all. Like, yeah. I think, I think it's, it's going to, like, guarantee his re-election for, like, the next decade. Which is a shame. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a shame. Yeah, exactly. But um, Joe says, according to your statement about their protests, is legit, Kevin. But lobbyists are far worse than a mob in demanding their own way. Yeah, I mean, it's, they yeah, buy. it's a thing, right? Like it's, you know, if you you get a crowd of people in front of the state house, like you know, you you have a right to to do that. You have a right to make your voice heard, uh, particularly if you're not able to get through to the people making decisions. And, you know, where where it crosses that line into not merely making your voice heard and applying pressure, but applying a threat or, you know, disrupting their ability to do business. And and, and, and what, what happens is that like so this happens in New York state legislature all the time, too. Right. Like protests happen in the state capitol building constantly. And what happens is people know that they are going there and they are breaking the law. They are going there to disrupt the business of the legislature. 
Like that is that is the plan. And the the state police, when you go there, fun fact, I that maybe maybe ask me later how I know about this, but you go there and you you block the hallways or whatever, do whatever you're gonna do. The state troopers have like little like cloth handcuffs or like shoestring handcuffs that they put around you, like, okay, like come on, walk out here, guys. Yeah. And they, they go and they process you, you get, you know, your uh your small charge, you plead not guilty, and then they they knock it down to like an appearance ticket, and that's it. Like that's that's the whole thing. You pay your you pay a little fine. bit of money, you learn yeah. a little lesson, and then later on in life you get to say, I've been arrested at the state capitol building for protesting for your rights. Yeah. That's how it is. Beautiful. Um beautiful. So uh but yeah, so that's 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 the thing. They have a whole system for it. They have whole pro- state police has a whole processing plan for it. You know, I forget what they they charge you with. Um, trying to remember what it is, but yeah, it's, it's some minor thing. You know, you still got to be smart and plead not guilty, and they'll just unless you're like damaging property or like threatening someone or hurting someone. It's yeah. That's that's what it's gonna be. They're gonna they're not gonna put real cuffs on you. They're just gonna okay. Go to this holding room. Take your picture. Go. See you later. Thanks for stopping by. You really yeah. made a great point up there. <laughs> yeah, you get to say you're you're arrested for a cause. All right. So I I got a good way to introduce this next segment. I think it's gonna be funny. All right. It'll lead us into the Pentagon leaks. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined by Tim the Free and Marion O'Connor. I'm here, Kevin, and, and in what looks like this, you know, we normally do a little bit of fake news, we do play a few games, but like, I just want, I want to test your knowledge of this whole situation going on. We have a situation where gamers, once again, have scooped the world. No. What might I be talking about? Oh, I, I do not know. What What is really? it? Really? No, the, 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 the Pentagon leaks originally oh. came from a Discord gamer channel where some gamers were arguing over actual numbers, real numbers. So I, apparently, perhaps one of them worked in the Pentagon. They clipped about 100 pages to win an argument. They maybe even doctored some of these things, but we've got we've got top level U.S. security documents all over the freaking internet, going every which way, and it's just an epic time to be alive. Is it is it real? What what's what's the good stuff in there? What do we got? Tell us about it. Well, well what they're saying, there was an argument over apparently in this Discord channel of a bunch of gamers arguing over like Ukraine, the Ukraine war. Some of the leaks are 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 saying perhaps we are misrepresenting the number of casualties that Russia has. Um, received and the number of casualties that the ukrainian the ukrainian armies have received and that we may be overstating one and understating the other now Mm. this guys is highly sensitive information so i don't want to get more specific than that and and risk kevin wilson and i's platform some of the other leaks kevin that are going on check this out did you know did you know that the u.s government spies not just on its enemies but on its allies oh yes yeah, like that's well, that's old news. We well, th- that's part of what was leaked in the Pentagon Papers. Okay, like that's 
and and so some of the information is of a sensitive nature. South Korea is pretty upset. Um, they're about the only ones that are coming out and saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! This what what's being presented here is not real. It's been, um, you know, manipulated and and changed to fit a a narrative that simply isn't true." Um, and again, they, even the mainstream news, especially the mainstream news, being a little dodgy about this, I haven't gone as far as to look up the Pentagon leaked papers. Have you? I I mean, I've like looked up news about it. Right. But, um, you know, it, it like some of it, it it's everything's a little bit vague. Like a lot of reporting on it is vague. As you said, like the other than like some of the specific stuff that you had talked about, like. Uh, the numbers on Ukraine, you know, what the U.S.'s war plans are for it, like whether or not we're going to be getting more involved, like supposedly that's all part of it. But again, it's it's all kind of like vague discussion around a lot of that. Yeah. Um, um, you know. Well, the good news is, is if, if the whole Ukraine war doesn't pan out, we've got some a, a distinct segment of the GOP group offering to... Uh, take it right to mexico kevin yes they they want to bring the war on drugs right to our doorstep with with the real war now is is basically what they're talking about yeah no like uh uh call the cartels terrorists and launch an invasion in mexico to stop fentanyl what could possibly go wrong man like i don't even know that those guys are making the fentanyl purportedly like the best drug maker in the world is China. And so why are we assuming that the fentanyl is coming from Mexico when they're pretty good at making cocaine and marijuana? What are they branching out to fentanyl? Is that well, I mean, they're just smuggling it, but it's, it's because like, why, why, why do we have a fentanyl crisis? Like, like because of the war on drugs and it's easier and it's a form of an opiate. And exactly. It's more, it's more concentrated, you know, there's more potent, uh, therefore, like you can smuggle smaller amounts of it and make more off of it. Like it's it's an escalation caused by the war on drugs. Like that's that's why we have this in the first place. Um, I mean, I said it's it's sort of a strange topic because you also like it is a legitimately dangerous drug, but also there's the strange reports of like police officers who are like coming in contact with fentanyl and like passing out and stuff, which is not really how that works. Um, oh, you're saying it's that, that may be exaggerated news stories. Yes, that is. Yes. Like, it's most likely. Yeah, it is definitely exaggerated news stories. Like the situations in which police officers did have a legitimate, like medical reaction. Usually it's a panic attack. I um, certainly, I, I could understand panic attacks, I guess, you know, like, yeah, like you, like I said, it it is dangerous. You can't have reaction to it. Uh, it just, it's, it's not going to happen from touch. It's, it's going to happen from like some sort of like actual ingestion, right? Yeah. You're you're actually breathing it in, inhaling it, injecting it like something like it's getting into your body in a more serious way than like just touching your skin. Right. So it always behooves us, Kevin, as libertarians to point out the fact and this is an important fact. And guys, I hope, hopefully you're not disappointed about the light treatment we gave the Pentagon leaks. But honestly, that's 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 centralized government doing what centralized government does. But when we come to these things about drugs and we say we should legalize and decriminalize drugs, that doesn't mean, guys, like 
we want people to do drugs. What we see, we see things a little bit differently. You, our, our audience that joins us on Tuesday night, we think these things through to their logical conclusion. Like the, the war on drugs has created fentanyl. The war on drugs has destroyed families. The war on drugs has cost us millions and millions and millions of dollars. And we have more drugs that are, are less expensive than they've ever been. And now they're more addictive, okay? And they're more dangerous, right? That That, that is a logical predictor progression and we're not saying we want drugs legalized and decriminalized because we want everybody doing drugs okay mm. like that's not it that's not the point we want people with addictions to be able to get help without losing the rest of their lives we want them deep we don't want them thrown into jail we want them thrown into treatment we want things fixed we want a kinder gentler society and we see where these wars even the war on poverty the war on hunger like they, all they've done is it, it we lose all of those wars all of the time. And we've lost the war on drugs, and now we're going to yeah. start bombing Mexico to do it. Yeah. And to be clear, this is not the first time we've bombed a Central or South American country over the war on drugs. It, it would not be the first time. Now, hopefully it doesn't uh, get there. Hopefully they don't do that. Um, yeah. And, you know, the, the cartels, like, legitimately are dangerous, right? They are they're organizations that have made a ton of wealth off of American demand for drugs because we made it illegal to just sell stuff here. Can we just send an F-15? We just send an F-15 and that, that'll take care of it. Yeah. Turns out that creates other problems because we did that in places like Colombia and, you know, got, got involved in, again, some of these Central and South American countries who were uh, trafficking um, and, and producing Drugs. Hey, go after your stores. Well, and, and oftentimes it wasn't like sometimes it was, but it, it wasn't always like the American government going in and doing that. It was it was more like we're going to give you a bunch of money to do this, which we have been doing to Mexico for a while. We've been helping to militarize Mexico's police forces in order to do this. Um, like, hey, we're going to give you a bunch of money so your cops have money, but you have to go after these guys. You have to like go do our stuff for us. Right. Uh, now you got, you know, Dan Crenshaw and Donald Trump, like, talking about, like, well, we can't do that anymore. We just got to invade Mexico. What? No. Like, why would we? That is that is not going to end well. Like, it's, that, it would be a mess. Are, an absolute mess. War hawks. Like, I don't understand. There, there's this myth, too, that, that the broken windows fallacy isn't real, right? Like, we can go blow things up in other countries and it's going to benefit our economy. Yeah. And, and it it doesn't. It's where we get our debt from. It's where we devalue our currency from. And And... I just want them to knock it off. We're talking about killing people in foreign countries. Like there's a better way to deal with this. Yeah. And by the way, uh, of all people who are like, whoa, whoa, maybe this is taking things too far. John Bolton's like, hey, like this is too much, guys. (laughs) When when you've lost John Bolton, like really, like you've gone a bit extreme. He's pretty sure that that we shouldn't do it. He, He basically came down against uh declaring the drug cartels a terrorist so he didn't want to do it unilaterally at least yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we get a whole coalition in right like we'll do bing bang boom we'll do another iraq it's gonna be great like nothing went wrong there like everything's perfect and oh he could be president he's yeah. he's considering he's considering running and look you and i are laughing but i know I, it's, I it's really know, not man. funny but I've got to be honest that the the the, the bloodlust in our society right now has me epically concerned on a level that I haven't been concerned my whole life. Like you, with this this 
the the Ukraine sides of with with any kind of nuance, without any kind of nuance, saying mm-hmm. you know we've got to support Ukraine and and even the other pro Russia people like that that none of that is is effective. None of it, you know, that it it doesn't answer questions. It doesn't solve problems. Yeah. And yeah, when you when you actually start to think through like what are what are consequences like if we drop a bomb on a town in Mexico, who is that actually going to impact? Like, does it actually just hit that cartel? Does it does it actually just impact their production processes? You know, if we have to go in and occupy and have security in those places, what's going to happen? What's going to happen to that economy? What's going to happen to the people there? Are there going to be like other casualties? How expensive is it? How much does that deteriorate the the positive relationship that the U.S. and Mexico has? Which, again, there are billions of dollars traded between the U.S. and Mexico every year. If we invade their country, like without their consent, I mean, I guess if there's an American operation there with their consent, that's slightly different, but still probably not going to go great um right yeah right. like what, is, what does that mean for like our success with a, a a border that is already a problem like imagine like if we start a war there's already a lot of people trying to get out of that country for their mm-hmm. own reasons you start a war that's going to increase that by a lot people are going to be desperate yeah. to get out of that country the, the, you think the border crisis is bad now Forget about it. Yeah, you, you we're, introduce we're even more violence from F fifteens bombing our neighborhood. Like with that's what we're doing. We've got to go. We're we're coming yeah. to the US. I mean, like it, like like do you have a the, do people have any idea like how many people have left like Ukraine in the last like year? Like is it millions and millions of people, right? Like yeah. that's it, it would be something like that. Yeah. It, it's a serious subject and and I don't want to just just make light of it. Um yeah. If I told you, Kevin, that the Dalai Lama asked a young child to suck on his tongue, would you consider that to be fake news or real news? Yeah, the I I, I saw the video of this. I was, I was like, what? What is what happening in, the, in this video? Like, what? I don't, that was gross. I honestly, I don't know. Like, the guy's a great humanitarian. I'm willing to just think he overstepped his bounds, was making a stupid joke. It's not something yeah. disgusting, you know, like it just was just was bad. Just right. the, the poorly maybe it's a bad joke. Out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty gross. Didn't didn't like that. Was... Was, was not at all happy with the Dalai Lama when I saw yeah. that, man. That'd not be... at all. Um the the BBC Kevin wants wants you and everyone out there to know that they they are not state funded media. They are yeah. absolutely unequivocally not state funded media. The British people pay a license fee. That license fee is collected by the government is and turned the, over to the, the fee they pay for their TVs. Is that the one? Yeah, they are in no way state funded media. They're they're really mad at Twitter right now. Did they really? get the the state affiliated label too? Oh yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. Oh, they did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I'd imagine how uh... they're hot. They're really hot. They're really offended. I didn't see that. It's wait, wait. Are you sure? Because I, I don't, I don't see it on there. I just see it on. I mean, which if they were going to be consistent about it, like they probably should label them. Like, say if they're going to. 
Because it feels like half of what they do, half of what Elon does on Twitter is just a, it's about trolling. It's not about any level of consistency at all. Yeah, I'm referring to an article from one day ago, and it was was by the BBC. The BBC is objecting to Twitter's um, new label, describing it as government-funded media. They did oh, make an official yeah. statement saying that the British government collects a license fee, and we are funded through that license fee. We are not state-funded. And and people were kind of like, that. that's not how that works. That's, and when that's asked for... Official reply, Twitter responded with poop emoji. <laughs> that sounds like a joke. It's ac- it's not. Uh, that's, it's not. <laughs> it's not, not at all. All right. On that note, on that high note, uh, we are out of time. Thanks again okay. for joining us here on the radio portion of A Free Solution. If you're listening on WYSL, the show is over. If you're not, uh, we'll stick around for a few more minutes. Thanks again for joining us. Have a wonderful night. Take care. solution that was a part of the article i wanted to read last week and i i totally forgot about the the npr story is about the the poop emoji thing because that's <laughs> that's that's a real thing that's um look elon is a gamesman he knows he like trump if he can get people talking about him even if it's negative it increases your the value of your brand and that's definitely what he's doing oh uh, steve becker just showed up we'll, we'll, i got a couple more man yeah steve we're, we're still we're still hanging out for a few minutes but the wysl show is over because we are it's, limited by officially... space on the radio yeah off off to the museum of radio broadcasting yeah um we got gavin newsom traveling all over the country campaigning <laughs> oh is he oh great Cool. He's he's going sure. to red states to explain to them what a bunch of lies they're being fed <laughs> to by uh, the GOP. It's gonna that's gonna work. Awesome. I it's, he's got a he's got a serious Harvey Dent kind of two face vibe going. Like a, a somebody pointed out on Twitter that he feels a little bit like a, a Batman villain. I enjoyed that 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 analogy because he he definitely kind of is talking on a I don't know. He's stating things that are opinion, blue, blue fascist opinion that are, are not factual. And so we'll see, but he's going he's gonna to campaign on him and he's definitely running for governor or I mean, president. So, yeah, I mean, all these things, the, Joe Biden says he's running. He hasn't officially announced, but he's that's, running. Boy, that's good news. So I was says. worried that he wasn't going to. No, we're going to get we're going to get Joe Biden versus Trump in this election. It's going to be it's going to be great. <clears throat> If that's the best that we can do, I, I am honestly going to go full anarchist. I'm not even going to vote. I swear to God, like I've, I've had it. I will never, if those are the two candidates in this election cycle, just I am done. never voting again. T- Tim's going to go like, just sit in the woods and not talk I'm, to anyone. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. I, I, that I will just shut off the news. I will, I will disconnect Facebook. You guys will never, we, this can't happen, guys. It just it cannot happen. Trump versus Biden in 2024 cannot cannot happen. Trump versus Biden part two. Oh my God, Riley Gaines. Did you hear about Riley Gaines? No. Well, she she's she's campaigning right now. She's she's like 
look, there's there's a legitimate part of her story. She's legitimately disappointed because she is a really good swimmer. She she basically tied um what Leah like basically tied. Like it was down to a hundredth of a second. They picked Leah to give her the championship. It, it, so she's speaking out about about um certain things that are happening without her consent, like sharing a locker room with Leah Thomas and stuff like that. She 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 doesn't appreciate that. Um she went to San Francisco University, I believe it was. Um San Francisco State University. She she gave a speech and like got overwhelmed by a mob, literally got assaulted by a a, a trans a couple of trans right activists. They they basically had her blocked off and, and trapped so she couldn't get out of the building. And they were like demanding money for her release. Like they were holding her for ransom. So it wow. was pretty bad. Like it was a pretty bad event. It made the news. It made a pretty good amount of news, but maybe not as much news as it should have. Yeah, Leah, no, I haven't, thank you, I haven't heard much about this, so I'd have to look uh, into it more. But yeah, no, it sounds. She gets punched in the face by a trans right activist, <sighs> right? The, the person is a, a a male to female transitioner. So, right. you know, make it that what you will, I guess. I mean, like, so. I mean, punch in the face is a punch in the face, right? Like, it, it's an assault and it is are. an assault. That's it. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, that's yeah, that cool. That's cool. <laughs> shouldn't that's uh, I'll come out against you know? You generally, shouldn't punch people in the face, even the disagreeable ones. But... <laughs> come on, I don't really have to take a uh, Robo Dog, dude. Robo Dog <laughs> has made it to Robo New York Dog. City. All right, Robo Dog. Robo Dog is on the job, man. Those those. Did you ever watch any of the Black Mirrors? Yeah, yeah. No, so like they, the right. the the like. Boston Dynamics Robo Dogs, like those ones. It is legit Boston Dynamics Robo Dog. The ones that right. like does all those videos of like people kicking and stuff. Oh yeah, this thing is absolutely terrifying. And look, they they added um, the news is is that they added two new uh, pilot programs: the Star Chase and a um, K five autonomous security robot. The autonomous security robot, I believe, is going to be working in the subways. Uh, basically reporting on incidences and messes and people were, who are in places that they shouldn't be. Uh, but they legitimately have this robo-dog. That is not a pilot program. Robo-dog is in New York City. He's there to stay because public safety is the top priority. Like, the Starlink thing almost makes sense. It's like a, a way to um, track cars that get stolen. Right. Um, you know, like... All right, people want pe- people are doing a lot of stealing stuff, and uh, so they've added this whole contingency of of AI kind of style ready for robotics to aid in uh, the keeping people safe in yeah. New York City, keeping keeping the peace, Tim, and the we're, peace, gonna, we're gonna catch the criminals with robot dogs. <laughs> The beauty of, of free speech is that there's a guy right on the New York City page, like showing this is how you disable the robo dog. Yeah, <laughs> Keep some silly string around. Get that thing upside down. You can yank the battery right off its belly. I mean, it's not that big a deal. It's like you for can now. Up fast. Till they, till they. I'm not mount the guns I'm, on them, and yeah, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying 
that's the beauty of free speech. Like, I'm not saying these are things that should happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so Marion, Marion Williamson is running, right? Um, so you know who else is running? Jo- Joseph Kennedy as a Democrat? We've got some interesting yeah, people. Yeah, Jr. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, I, I don't, I don't have faith in either of them, but, uh, well, Mar- Marion Williamson is a really nice person who, who did, I believe, try to get the Libertarian Party nomination. Oh, did she? Um, yeah. Or, or ha- has at times interacted with Libertarians. Right. Yeah. I think she was just not rude to the Libertarian Party. Right. But she's, she's, she's kind of a fascist, man. Like, I don't know. She's, a, she's another gun grabber, guys. And look, yeah. it's not okay to be <laughs> passively anti-gun grabber. We must be actively anti-gun grabber. Oh, <laughs> zing. Oh, good good callback there. Good callback. <laughs> That's fair. I stole that from Twitter, man. Twitter's been a cesspool lately, but it's hilarious. It's a, it, it is a mess. Um, it's just a mess. It's just a mess, but it's it's a beautiful mess, and it's and I'm doing my best to contribute to the mess making. Oh, good. You know, like it 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 doesn't have enough people to do that. So, uh, right. You know, right. thanks for doing your part. Um, you know, it's it's the least I can do. I figure. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Um, well, this old guy, I, Kevin, I had to climb up and down a ladder all day today. Like I, I put in windows in this, this cabin that I own and they're like 14 feet off the ground. Whew, what was I thinking? I had to trim the outside of them. So up, up and down the ladder, you you know, like you cut something wrong. You're 56 years old. You got to go up that ladder. You got to come back down the ladder. You got to cut that crap again. And then you got to take it back up the ladder and then you go to shoot it off and like, I don't know. You know you built it right, but then there's just nothing to attach the trim to sometimes, and it's like very frustrating. So I'm exhausted. It, it sounds like a tough day. I, I had a long day of, of sitting on my butt in front of a computer, um, so you know that's. It was windy down here too, and like back when I was younger, that stuff didn't make me nervous because a twelve foot fall, I would like jump up, break the ladder, go buy a new one because I was having a temper tantrum. Now I think when I hit the ground at fifty six, it's gonna be different. Yeah, that that's that is gonna hurt. You might just it's be a little hurt. bit slower so, to get up. Yeah, and like you know, when I was younger, my hat would blow off my head, and I just catch it, like lean right out, grab it, put it right back on my head. Now it's like okay, and it falls off my head, it starts trickling down my shoulder, and I'm like, just fall already, just go. I don't. I'm trying to ignore it. I don't even want to reach for it. No sudden movements on the yeah, ladder. No, no throwing yourself off the ladder. Good plan. No, no, that was that was my plan, and I got through another day on a ladder. That's it. Good job. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's Thank important. You. All right. <laughs> anyway, I think we're gonna call it a night. All right, man. Let's call it a night. All right. Thanks so much, folks, for listening. Thanks for being a part of the show. Have a wonderful night, folks. Take care. A free solution.